0: If you have your Bibles, we're turning to Genesis 1. They're going to put up um, the first uh, slide and we're going to go back to our question. I'm going to look at five aspects of creation that are inexplicable in the evolutionary uh, theory and that are absolutely true and therefore they, in my mind, they logically prove creation. And then we're going to talk about what logic is and why People don't often listen to logic, but we'll do whatever we can. But we're looking here at Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to, uh, let's see, I wanted to read verse 27. So God created man in his own image. Do you think we could read that together? I know you're just waking up, but let's give that a try. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. Created he him, male and female, created he them. Now, we're going to move to a a couple verses, so leave your Bible open. The the key thing I want to look at is in the next chapter, but um, we're looking at contingent or dependent, okay? Either one of those words would work, all right? Doctrines that hinge on or are determined by creation. In other words, if creation is really the here's the truth, if creation is not true and we evolved from nothing, in other words, nothing created something and we just evolved over billions of years, then the Bible's not true, it's a lie and there's no soul in man, there's no hope, there's nothing just whatever you make it. That's what they're trying to tell us. Of course, it's not true, but <clears throat> It would mean then, if creation is not true, that absolutely there is no doctrine whatsoever. It would mean that Jesus could not be true. Jesus taught creation. How many knows that Jesus taught creation? He taught that God created the world. In fact, he is and was and is and shall always be the creator. He can be nothing else. In fact, he can create anytime he chooses and we live in a, a, a what i call a closed system that is nothing is being created in the world right now he's created it and all the energy that's in it everything's happening in a certain way that's why for example after the curse every like if you leave um let's say you put a you build a sandcastle and it starts raining what happens it disappears if if something dies and you it, let's say something i'm not trying to be gross here but if something happens and and it's out and expo- no matter if it dies no matter where it's at but i'm just saying i'm just trying to be as vivid as I can without being uh, overly vivid. Uh, something dies. Uh, say there's a, some animal that perishes. And is it going to just lay there forever? No. Oh, it's going to disintegrate. It's going to go back to dust. The, the point is, the world was created in a closed system. Then it was cursed. That is to say, it fell into sin. And God said, all right, let it happen. You want it that way. You can sin. That's, but if you don't repent, you're, I'm going to judge you. And I'm going to give you so much time. We're in a closed system. And that's exactly what the world shows us and uh and evolution of course is saying the exact opposite evolution says that everything is getting bigger, bigger. we're going to be star wars someday and we're going to they just made two billion dollars on a star wars movie and the next thing is going to be the big star track because you see they're inventing the idea that we're just go, we're someday we're going to be flying to planets we're going to there's there's life out there they got noses the size of elephants and and but they got the brains of of uh, einstein and they're on these planets somewhere nobody's ever seen them we've never discovered life in other words it's total fantasy that wasn't a condemnation of some author who thought up some fantasy I'm not suggesting that if you Think a a mouse can talk, and you tell a child, well, that little mouse is talking, and you're playing. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. the fact that someone has creative minds that makes it wrong. I'm talking about the fact that we're living in a world that is living on fantasy. That is, that they have no soul, and that God did not create the world, and God does not have the power to judge them. I'm telling you, we are very close to judgment. And I'm going to tell you something else. We are living, I believe, write it down, write it down, we're living in the day of the Antichrist. I will tell you right now, I believe it. I will put my reputation on the line. The Antichrist is alive. I'm going to put my uh, reputation on the line. I believe that. And I know others have said things. I know that. And I'm willing to say when it's all done and I'm 3,000 years old, of course, that, that'll be interesting, that I was wrong. If he's not alive and, and we got another 200 years, then we got another 200 years. That's just, you say, Brother French thought the Antichrist was living in his day. Yeah, he did. He thought that. I do. I believe it. I believe the Antichrist is alive right now. In fact, I believe the spirit of of, uh, atheism and the spirit of Antichrist is the evolutionary spirit. That there's no, you have no responsibility to God. You have no responsibility to anything. That's why a handful of people, like communism, try to control everybody else. And they blow your brains out, line you up in a row and shoot you. And they're doing it right now, folks. I want to tell you something. There are more Christians being killed right now in the world than any time in the history of the world. Right now. Because there is a a march of anti-Christian fervor going around the world. And we need to pray. Why don't we lift our hands and pray for Christians around the world. Father, we know we are living in a day when there is all types of evil. But you are greater than that evil. And we thank you, Lord, for men and women that are standing for righteousness. And standing for the word of God. And we give you praise. Communists lined one of our churches up. In fact, I'm not going to go into this. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. But they lined one of our churches up and going to blow them to bits and they couldn't kill a single one of them. They shot bullets. They did everything they could. And in fact, the, the fellow that gave the order to start shooting got the Holy Ghost because they could not kill those Pentecostals. You say that was a bunch of dumb bells out in the woods somewhere. It was a Holy Ghost filled people. And they said, we're going to kill you if you don't give it up. And they could not kill them. And it was so impacting that some of, some of them were, were saved because of it. Okay, so we are living in the time when creation becomes a very important uh, reality. That is that God is, see, if he's not creator, then he has no authority over us whatsoever. Or it's, or it's some pretend thing. Some religious nonsense. And there's plenty of religious nonsense going on in our world. There's tons of religious nonsense going on. People worshiping bones and worshiping things. It's just crazy. Bugs. I had a movie star. I was reading this movie star this week talking about he he was worshiping. He had gone back to the ancient religions. I thought, oh, that's a Ancient nothing. He doesn't know a thing about it. He doesn't care what he's worshiping. Because he doesn't really believe in, a, in the truth. But when you know God. Oh something powerful happens. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God. That's Genesis 1. That's the very first thing. In fact now we're obviously not looking at the cosmos. And the, the planets and the stars. We know God created everything. But what I'm centrally concerned about. Is the issue of the soul of man. Now let's go to let's look at uh, twenty eight. I read twenty seven, and God blessed them. You still have your Bible, and God said unto them, "Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and so on." I wanted to get to that word dominion. Can you say dominion? That's just kind of an old. Bible word for rule. You're the rulers of the world. Now, of course, evolution has to immediately answer the question, number one, why is life on earth and not elsewhere? So we invent Star Wars and stuff like that. I mean, that's all nonsense. So what they have to do is they have to come up with some explanation. Why there's an entire universe that is so vast you cannot see the end of it, even with the most powerful uh, telescopes. And yet there is no life. We can, someone, I, I know the argument is, well, there must be, there probably is. We don't know about it. And, 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 and I'm like, come on, you got, you got to be kidding me. You mean to tell me that we're a bunch of humans on an earth and we're out there looking? We got, we got stuff we can see clear. Um, we can see black holes so far away. We can see nebulae forming in the universe and we can show it to our kids in school. I could show you right now. I just grab my computer, click it on. I could show you a nebula that is forming in a distant galaxy so far away. We can see it forming. Oh, so let me tell you, folks. If there was life anywhere in the universe, we'd be picking it up. We'd be, see some sign of it. Of course, you know, there was the UFO stuff and all that. So you got all that kind of stuff where people say, oh, there's life. I know they got spaceships that come on. Oh, I saw one last night it was blinking out there on in the, in the desert and so on. But there is no life. There is no life except this planet. Now, listen to me. This planet is completely life-absorbing. Out of all of the universe, there is no place. Oh, you can, you can, uh, you know, think it through, go back, debate it, go to university, get a PhD, debate it all day long. I don't care. There is nowhere in the universe that could support life. See, the very first thing they say, well, we came from monkeys, and so we can prove that. No, 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 we didn't. You know better than that. You didn't come. You know good and well you did, but but that's another point. Here's the thing, though. If you could prove we came from, let's say, okay, I'm going to prove you came from a roach. Let's say I could. I'm going to prove it. I mean, that, to me, that makes more sense than that we came. But anyway, that's not the point. We're not here to prove either one. But let's just say it. I'm going to prove that you. I don't mean you. I'm I'm a little testy. I don't know why. I'm really stirred up about this. Um. That you came from a roach. I don't mean you came from a roach. You see what I mean? And, and then I could prove it. Let's say I could prove you came from a roach. Look here. Mm-hmm. here here's the knee bone. That's connected to the ankle bone. Mm-hmm. See that? And then you, then you were a whale. By the way, I showed you the other day, leading scientists trying to argue that we came from whales. All right, here we are. Oh, we came from a whale. And then go over here. And here's the ankle bone. And you keep going. But there you are. That's a roach. You came from that roach right there. I can prove it. I just proved it. I'm writing a book. It's going to be in all the books everywhere, especially high school. You can teach anything in high school. And there it is. You came from a roach. It wouldn't make a bit of difference. Because in the end, you have to explain how a roach can live in a universe that has not got an environment for it to live in. Something created this entire planet. So we could breathe, so that grass can grow, so that sun, the sun comes up. Everything is absolutely perfect. Folks, I want to tell you something. It's mind boggling to me that we have people saying, all oh, that's an accident. The rose is an accident. The sun's an accident. The waves of the ocean are an accident. Let me tell you something, folks. Not a bit of it is an accident. It was created by a mighty God. And he said to man, I want you to rule this world. You are, you have dominion. So that explains. Now I know what evolutionists say. Well, we, uh, we were the survival of the fittest. So we beat all the monkeys down. Oh, get, get, beat the monkeys. Get beat those monkeys down. Of course, the big question is why didn't the dinosaurs win out? Because obviously they had the advantage. But that's not the point. We're not discussing that either. God said, I'm giving you rule, and you're to rule the world. And you have dominion over it. And I've created you in my image. In other words, I have made you like me. You're unique. See, no matter if the evolution... Let's say they had links showing that we came from a tadpole, which, of course, is the theory that we came from not a tadpole, but basically from an amoeba. That is the official theory, that we evolved from an amoeba. And you wonder why young people are shooting up drugs, have no hope, don't respect their families, don't respect authority, and don't respect law, when we tell them... You just came as an accident from an amoeba. That's what we're trying to convey to people. But I want to tell you something. Uh, We didn't come from an amoeba. We came from a mighty God that made us in his image. Someone said, well, why all this death? Well, that's because, you know, there's a reason for that. Man sinned and we've got problems. But, hey, we are not an amoeba. We may be sinners, but we're not an amoeba. And let me tell you something else. I don't care if they're on death row. They're not. Listen to me. They are not. Okay, I'm, I've got to... Uh, where's Sister French? Okay, Sister French. All right. There we go. I knew something would calm us down. I don't care if they're on death row. They are, listen to me. They are not a zero. No human being. You say that's the most vile human. That person still does not become a nothing. That's a person who no matter how sinful... Someone said, that's the meanest person, but they're still made in the image of God. And God is still able, as long as Brother Norris used to say <laughs> when I first came into Apostolic Church, he used to always say, as long as there's breath, there's hope. Someone said, not for them. Oh, yes, there is, because our God is a mighty God. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you something else. Okay, so now I've calmed down. We can get back to this. All right, so there, there are several things. I'd like us to go to the second one. They've been waiting here patiently for me. And so the question, though, is does man, then who is man? Is man just a, a, a amoeba that became a man and, or a monkey and then a man or whatever, and then we're just running around, no purpose in life? Or is there something about us that's unique? Well, let me tell you a little something. It's not my theory. It's true. I'm telling you the truth. Every human being knows they're special. They know they're special. Now, someone may tell them you're not special. But something deep inside of them, that's their, guess what that is? You know what that is? That's their soul. I'm going to say it a little differently. I want you to think with me here. I'm not trying to get too deep here. But that's the image of God showing itself in them. When God said, I'm making you in my image, that means I'm making you like myself, that is, and not only that, but God became a man. How many knows that Jesus was God? He was God become a man. That that He didn't become a monkey. He didn't become a bird or a tadpole. He became a man. Hallelujah! Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Praise God! He became a man. Yes, he did. So so the question is, uh, can evolutionists explain this reality that, that man has this sense of himself? All right, and, and that is uh, that he has a soul. And he does have a soul, and that, of course, is the Christian answer. Now, I know other religions teach soul. I'm not trying to be too dogmatic. I'm trying to say that the heart of the truth of creation is that God made everything. He made man. He put his image in him. He breathed into him. He became a living soul. He became a soul, and therefore, he is more than just chemicals. He's more, someone said, I, I'm no different. Someone told me this the other day. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to teach this some other time. I'm so stirred. I've I, I, been so stirred about how this generation is losing sight of who God really is. Of course, I don't mean by that. The, the, I mean, the church is gro- church going faster than it's ever grown. I want to tell you something. The church is, is alive and well. The Holy Ghost is falling. The churches are growing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Now, there are other explanations, and they've gone to the second one, and, and things like pantheism, which teaches. So, in other words, there are many religions. I'm not, I'm not here to teach on religions. I'm, I'm here talking about the soul. That man... Is just an illusion. So these are the religions where, for example, they would teach that you you are a cockroach. If you you could pour gasoline on your head and light yourself on fire. These religions uh, do not believe that man has value. They see man as part of a continuing pantheism. I know I'm getting a little too deep. But that man is just part of... It doesn't make any difference if you kill yourself what you do to yourself. Because... God is this something very different than the God of the Bible. And so uh, they think of the world as like a dream or an illusion. So you're living in a world. And some people are convinced by this. For example, this Hollywood star was saying, Oh, I'm really getting into this. Life is a dream. And I wanted to say, And you're going to wake up, young man. But, of course, and I, he never called me. All right, now evolution on the other hand, now we're going to go to the third slide, suggests that everything that exists has come from nothing. In other words, there was absolutely nothing, and then just somehow, it boom, it popped into. Now, there's no way to explain that. They keep telling you there was a big bang or something. Well, then who? Where'd the bang come from? All that, but the point is, it came from nothing. That from nothing, all this evolved up, 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 up until Star Wars, and we got ships and we're shooting people in the some other galaxy. That's where they're trying to tell us we're going. They're trying to convince people. Don't worry about your morality. Don't worry about your soul. Don't worry about your future. You don't even have a future. Eat, drink, and be merry. And Jesus Himself said that is going to be the the spirit of the last day. Eat, drink, just have good. <laughs> and so basically, um, it's what I call a, or what others call a strict materialism. That is, that every, you're just you're just chemicals. And so, for example, so I've, I've talked to, for example, uh, well, different people. It doesn't matter who they are, and they would say. Uh, like I would say, I was trying to convince them about their soul. And then, so I'd have to get, sometimes you got to get, like take a knife and, not a real knife, but you know what I mean, just cut really and keep going. And, and I'd say, okay, but your soul, don't you see what I'm talking about? No, I don't have a soul. Okay, but let's talk about, uh, do you, like your, your mother. What about your mother? Did you love your mother? Well, yes, I love my mother. W- why did you love her? What, what was it? I mean, if you're just a, a bunch of chemicals, what does what love matter? Wouldn't it matter if you loved anybody in the world? well, that's not fair. That's my mother you're talking. No, okay, let's not use your mother. Let's use someone else that you love. Did you fall in love? Love itself is one of the greatest proofs that you have a soul because nothing in the evolutionary cycle can explain why humans are what they are and why they feel what they feel and why they have emotion. And so you have to get to the point where they realize, wait a minute, I, I do have a component in me that is real. It's more than just psychology. Now the psychologists are out there every day trying to prove that if you murder someone, that no problem, you, it's something you know you didn't eat enough oatmeal. And so they give you more oatmeal. And, and they, what they're trying to do out there, the, but the soul of man keeps saying, oh, I feel guilty. I did something I shouldn't have done. Or, or life is, is impacting them all around. Of course, the ultimate question is, Uh, I'm going to say two things, and I'm not going to go as quickly as I thought I would. It doesn't matter how quickly I go. I I want to say a lot of things, but I'm saying exactly what I'm choosing to say, so it doesn't have to be everything. I was at least going to get further along than I did uh, last Sunday when I taught this. But uh, it makes no difference. Um, Two things I want to say. So, ultimately, now it took me probably 20 years to say this, so I'm, I'm saying it nonchalantly, but it took me at least 20 years to come to the place that I am now saying that evolution is the new religion. It's a religion. Now I don't mean by that that it's God. Nobody would ever say, they would laugh. I've said this to, I've tried this out on, you know, folks that uh, would, I knew would never accept it at all and see how the, their response would be, how they would react to it that evolution is in itself a substitute religion just like hinduism which says everything's an illusion that's that's a view christianity says everything is created it's not just materialism you have a soul there's a spiritual side that he created the heavens everybody say the heavens he, that doesn't mean just he created the cosmos because we can look at several scriptures I was going to, but uh, where he created the, the angels. How many believe in angels here today? They did a recent, by the way, whoa, they're, they're, they're trying to see if they, all this teaching has finally gotten people to quit believing in God. Guess what? There are more people believing in God right now than in the history of America. Now you say, well, America's in trouble. Yes, I know that. But they've tried all this time to to get God out of people and guess what? They can't. And someone said, I'm so disgusted. And someone was talking about all these Christians everywhere. Well, guess why? They're there. Because they believe they have a soul and they're trying to find God. That's why you should never disparage someone's efforts to find God and understand God. And that's why you should never change the truth so that people don't hear it. You've got to preach. Someone said, well, don't preach the truth. That might offend them. No, you need to always tell the truth and let people hear it and know it and feel it. Praise God. Sister French and I were invited to sing one time at a college. And remember, we went up in College of Page and we played the piano. And, and there was that ball, oh, those people. I didn't, nobody believed in God. They're nobody. Because we were invited. So I said to her, they invited us. They didn't invite. Uh, who's the famous uh, pianist that you can think of? Chopin, is he a pianist? I know. <laughs> I know, but they didn't invite him. They invited Sister French. All right, they didn't invite someone else. They invited us, and so we just went up there, and we just started praising God. We knew that's what they expected us to do. They didn't expect us to get up there and act like somebody else. They, why would we try to act like somebody else? And if they wanted the Beatles, they could well, because the Beatles had broke up, but you know what I'm saying. If they had wanted someone else, they could have asked them, they asked us, Come to the university, and and we got to know one of the teachers got the Holy Ghost there. And and so they wanted us to come, and there we are in concert. It wasn't as concert, was it? What were we doing there? They were singing. I mean, yeah, there was a speaker from England. Yeah, there was a special speaker. And and so they wanted us to be the the singing, the the voice of singing. And and she was the the speaker of the House of Commons, right? She was the, the speaker of the House of Commons in England, and they said, I said, you want us? Why don't you ask? I mean, this university has a fabulous music department. And they said, well, because Carolyn Cox knows the lady that got the Holy in your church and she wants you to come. Okay, we'll come. So we just got up and we just, Praise God and worship God. We're a little nervous because most of that crowd had never seen anybody really get to moving, but but we just got to singing and praising the Lord. It was no act. That was what we are. We're a worshiping, praising people. And we don't change the message just because it happens to be the president or the, uh, the vice president or uh, the, 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 uh, <laughs> the speaker of the House of Commons. We need to preach the truth and let people know what the truth is. All right, so here we go. So really... In my mind, I've come, I have come to this place where I now see evolution as the new religion. It, it is as it is though people are getting confidence from the idea that they have no soul and that there is no God and that they do not have to respond. Therefore, their immorality, who they marry is their business and what they do, all of this they get confidence from evolution. They're getting it from their new religion, that we all come from material, that we, it's, we're just chemicals. So when I think I really love someone, now this is where I start with them. So you think it's all chemicals? Yes, sir, it's all chemicals. All right, so you love your wife? Well, yes. All right, that's all chemicals. Well, no, that's not chemical. You just said it's all chemicals. You can't have it both ways, my friend. And I want to tell you something else. I want us to could we just give the Lord a little bit of praise? Let's take a pause break. I don't I don't know how much time. Father, we thank you for it. We do praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. All right. So let's ask another question. What is the new religion? What is the what is the prevailing religion? So I'm going to nominate evolution as the prevailing, we could say philosophy, but I'm going to say religion. All right. Now, we need to ask another question. If we all evolved and everything came from matter and chemicals and our brain, I, I say, I love you, but that's just chemicals. I don't really love anybody. There's no such thing as love. Because love is a... Philosophical, something out there. There's no such thing as love. You just happen to be you're the one that I'm with and whatever and so forth. That's the kind of generation that we're in. So I want to ask you this question. I'm going to leave that alone. I know I'm, I'm digging too deep, and it bothers you when I say, well, then how can you love anybody if it's all just chemical? But that's something you're going to have to think about yourself. I want to ask you this. Which animals are there that evolved? They all evolved together. Woo! We're all evolving. Now, we're we're nowhere else in the universe. There's no Star Wars yet. We're just imagining that. Which of these animals are building skyscrapers? I want a list of all the animals that are building um, hotels and giant buildings. And I want a list of the buildings in every major city that are built by these animals. The animals that are evolving from nothing... Into something, and now they're building skyscrapers, or building anything. I'll take building a. Um, how about a computer notebook? How about a. How about a telephone that can speak to someone at the other side of the world? Who? Which animal is building that? You see, folks. I want to tell you something. The notion. That everything accidentally came from nothing. And then we just accidentally ended up in the center. Now, that's a whole other new discussion. Are we at the center of the universe? And then that universe holds life. And then the only life that can demonstrate it has a soul is human. Everything else is under the dominion of man. Where did that come from? Well, I'll tell you what it didn't come from. It did not come from an accident. Can you say praise the Lord? Now, let's keep going. I want to go past the two uh, on weddings. You'll notice a couple weddings here. A number. I don't know what the number is. There we go. Do you recognize that couple? All right. Next. All right. And, and of course, marriage and love is based upon creation. We, We just saw that. And do you recognize this couple? Anybody recognize that couple? All right. Next. All right. So, inasmuch inasmuch as you have done it unto the least, unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. So, creation becomes the basis of our treatment of others. Why would I treat a person? Um, I'm going to be very careful. There's several things, been now I heard about this, but I was recently in a big, big discussion about what would be the basis of preaching against racism if there's no morality? What's the basis of it? From the Bible, I have every reason in the world to preach against racism. Somebody said, I know a bunch of Christians are racist. I didn't say that. I know a bunch of Christians that are a whole bunch of things. I'm talking about God's word and the truth. What is the basis? But 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 let's not go there. Okay, All right. I'm talking about the value of man, not not just race, not just talking race. Don't do no no the time no the time. The time it can't not, it can't be time. It can't be time. Don't 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 leave. Don't go. The value of man. Whoso Genesis nine. So we're only. Uh, a couple chapters later, whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. What is the basis of the judgment that you should not murder a human being? Now, someone said, well, they were murdering the whales. No, that, no, that's not murder. Someone said, well, you shouldn't kill a whale. You shouldn't kill a... Someone said, don't step on that bug. I had one guy. Not, you don't meet these guys very often. But don't step on that bug. That, that could be grandma. Let's stand. I wish I, oh, folks, I'm just, oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's give him praise. We're getting ready to, uh, classes are getting ready to come in. But let's stand to our feet and let's give him some praise. Father, help us to be the people that preach truth. Lord, don't let us be afraid or ashamed. I know we're not worthy. I know we have no abilities in ourselves. But help us to preach the simple word of God and to stand for it in these last days. And, Lord, I know the devil hates your word. But let us stand for the word. And let us read your word and and pray, Lord, and let your spirit be in our midst. We thank you, God. Praise God. Let's pray for our neighborhoods. Let's pray for our families just for a minute, because we I, I just feel like we don't, don't need to stop yet. I wonder if you could pray for, let's pray for our children first. If you have children, grandchildren, I want you to just lift a hand, kind of wave it to the Lord. Just say, Father, I'm praying for my children. Praying for my grandchildren. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 I pray this world will not eat up their soul and their mind. I pray their hearts, Lord, somehow leave it open. Let the Holy Ghost come in. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well. Thy kingdom come. That's our prayer. And that's what we're praying. How many wants the kingdom of God to be in our midst? That's our prayer.